Welcome back to Tip Today, 1800-938-007. That's the free phone number and uh, Emma is at the far side there to take your call. As well as that, we have the lovely prize for you. Uh, we've teamed up with Talbot Fitness at the Talbot Hotel in Clanmel and they are launching their Leisure Centre membership sale. And by way of celebration of all of that, they've given us uh, a month's membership to give away every day this week. It's based on your interaction with us by WhatsApp at and uh, text. If you want to put Talbot at the end of your contribution, we'll pop you in the draw just before the end of the programme. Now, we spoke last week about the ongoing division created in Templemore over a proposed new housing development. Well, our reporter, Alison, uh, last week was speaking to Seamus, uh, who first raised the issue with us, and she promised to go there and seek for herself and speak to people involved. And that's where she joins us from right now. So, Ali, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. Yeah, I'm here um, in the square in Templemore, just outside the Drapers, formerly known as Shorts, with a large group of people, it has to be said. I was coming here this morning expecting just to meet a couple of people who might uh, want to voice their opposition to this proposed development. But it has mm. to be said, this campaign is getting huge support. And the man who we have to say started this and made contact with us in the beginning is Seamus Hassey. And Seamus is here with me as well this morning. Seamus, just for, I'm sure most people are aware, but at this stage, give us the background to this development and the concerns that, that you and a lot of other people have with it. Yeah, good morning, Ali. Seamus here. Um, look, I just want to start off by saying that um, the meeting that we had last Wednesday night, we, we had two days to put it together. We had absolutely huge support, to be fair. There was over 100 people there, you know. So like, there is a lot of concerns about this, you know, but where did it come from? You know, why was this site chosen? You know, there's, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked here, like, you know what I mean, yeah. you know? And, like, look, to be fair about it, the whole town is getting railroaded, but it's the local residents here on the main street are getting absolutely railroaded with this. And we just want answers. We just want to see, you know, can we talk to somebody about it? Can we can we rejig the plans a bit? You know, is there something that we can do as a community and especially as local residents to... to, to like, we all want this to work, yes, but we want to look at it from a different planning angle, you know, yeah. so. And I spoke to you last Thursday, the night after that meeting, and I know you said you were surprised at the number of people that came that had concerns, and a lot of people didn't even know about this development. Has that been gaining momentum since that meeting still? Are people still contacting you with looking for information on it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as I said, like there's, there's the local residents here, like, like to be fair about it, like we didn't know that there was a three-story getting put up a park lane. Um, I said the other day on the radio there was a guy six doors down and he's, he had no information about anything ever, even from day one, do you know? So, like, look, there needs to be a bit more transparency, transparency here about what's going on, do you know what I mean? So we can all see it for what it is like, do you know what I mean? You know? And just see, just see can, we, can we take a look at it and maybe, you know, go back to our original bungalow plan, bungalow plan that nobody had a problem with and just take it from there and just, just let it evolve from there, do you know? Instead of just local residents getting railroaded, Templemore as a community getting railroaded by losing the parklands, you know? So... That's kind of where the whole thing is at the moment, like. And uh, just, I know we're, we're going to hear other people's stories um, in a couple of minutes, but just from your own perspective, you're hoping to um, develop your old family home, the old post office here as well. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, look, it's been our family for over 80 years, you know. Um, and like, look, the, the, the building is kind of very run down there at the minute. So, you know, slowly but surely, I'm going in there in the evenings and the weekends and I'm, I'm rebuilding it as I go, you know. Like, yeah. I'm starting from scratch and away I go, you know. So... At the end of the day, this is for my family. Like you know, what I mean, you know, it's for it's for my, it's for my community. You know what I mean? Like just to, just to just to see, can we can we tidy up the, the front end of the town? Like you know, yeah. so that's where I am with the whole thing. Like, and how will this development impact your plans? Yeah, no, it will. Um, yeah, it will because like we're, like we're all going to be overlooked. Our privacy is gone. Our our sunlight is gone. Um, you know, all the rest of the stuff that goes with that. It's 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 the sheer size and scale of this building is going to upset 
myself and all the local residents. Yeah, and that's one thing actually that I spotted um, because the plans are up in one of the windows and the scale of it is absolutely enormous. And another neighbour who will be affected is Kathleen Cummins, who's also here. Kathleen, I know you're you're speaking on behalf of your mother as well, who lives next door to Seamus. How would this development impact on your lives? Good morning. I'm here to represent the residents of the Main Street affected by the proposed development. My family home is one of the houses affected. This has been in our family name over 130 years. My mother, aged 78, lives here and has for 60 years. She is the longest living resident on the street and one of the oldest. If the proposed development is approved, the residents will lose light and privacy. The lane known as Pickford Lane, which is a cul-de-sac, provides driving access to 10 residents to the rear of our premises and has been used for 130 years by our family and is today regularly used for deliveries of necessities such as fuel and household items. And Kathleen, if the if that changes and they use the lane, what, what is the, the plans for that lane? Is that they use it for pedestrian access, is it? The, the new development proposed using it for pedestrian access from the new development to the main street. And the residents there would still use that to drive up and down. So the danger is that um, it, it puts pedestrians at risk by, by cars coming up there. Is that it? That's it. We have to drive the lane. We need to drive the lane. We're using it for 130 years. We need to use this lane to get fuel for and to get household items. Yeah. For example, like if we need a new fridge, a new cooker in the morning, how can we get access to our house for it? Our family members drive that lane regularly with a car and a trailer and have done for 130 years. You brought me up Pigford Lane um, just to, to have a look at it. It is a very narrow laneway, but as well as that, the scale of the development completely cuts off any sunlight, not just to, to Seamus's house, but also your house as well, and all down along. Oh, the, our natural light will be gone, so it will. And I mean, I believe, so I do, that the basic necessities of life are light and heat. If the, this development was to be allowed, we'd be losing light and we couldn't get deliveries of fuel for heat. Yeah. What do they expect us to take? We are very much in favour of development of, at this site and in 2019 we met with the committee and agreed their proposals for bungalows. There was no mention at this time of pedestrianising in any way access from the development through Pickford Lane. The committee, they're all members of our community and without further consultation they submitted the plans for three-storey and two-storey housing on this site which has led to low morale in the community. Okay. Kathleen, thanks for talking to us. And now Maura Byrne is here as well, and Maura is a local nurse. And Maura, you raised some interesting concerns with us, and that's it. if this development goes ahead. Um, and the plan is that it would be mostly elderly people, as I understand it, who'd be living there, which I'm sure nobody would object to. But you have concerns about how you would access people in need of medical care on the third floor in particular. Absolutely. Um, initially, this the bungalows were purpose, going to be purpose-built for the elderly, and for the disabled and this is the function of the community development group this was the pur original purpose now if there's going to be um if there's going to be um a major fire in this building there's one lift we all know that li a lift has to be shut down if there's a fire if we have elderly or even a very sick person on the top floor and we need to get access to them to evacuate them from the second floor even the third floor that access if there's a delay in access we're going to lose lives there's no doubt about it you'll have smoke inhalation you'll have people in wheelchairs with walking aids with uh, even a stick they will not be able to get out no fire 
personnel will be able to enter. Can you imagine if we had um, a match up the park as we have? We have competitions over the year in the park. You can imagine the park, the town hall, the town yard here, the town itself, all the cars, all the cars up around the park. No fire brigade, no ambulance, no EMT will be able to get in unless we were able to fly them in from a helicopter. It is absolutely ridiculous and shameful to think that this building is going up. There, and no communication with the people here of this town, particularly the residents. Everybody at the original meeting gave complete backup and we're delighted to have the building going ahead as a bungalow and that would end up with 12. We now seem to have moved on from 12 people into 65 bedrooms in this new build. Do you feel like you've been hoodwinked on it? There's no doubt about it. When you think that the second plans went in the Christmas week. I mean, who sends in plans on the 22nd of December when everybody's out shopping? Who's going to keep note of that? Where are we going to see it? The biggest problem here is that the development group did not come back and communicate with the people here in Templemore. That is a did they attend the meeting last week? Sorry? Did they attend the meeting last week? No, they did not. Absolutely not. Were they asked to? I'm not 100% sure on that. They were, yeah, they were asked. Okay. But if you wanted to get the backing of the people, certainly you'd come in, come in and communicate with the people. Absolutely. And I mean, if, there are con if people have concerns, surely it's their role to address those concerns. I might go to uh, Liam. Uh, where's Liam? Ah, uh, Liam. You're with the Pitch and Pot. Now, you have concerns as well for the local sporting groups around and, and predominantly are supposed to do with access to the park. Tell me about your concerns. The concerns would be that uh, the pre-planning that has to go into hosting All-Ireland or Provincial Championships, that would be Pitch and Pot or Athletics, um, which hosts them events nearly every year. Um, the congestion that would cause um, the potential closing off, potential closing off of the entry from the main street and everything is diverted then through Park Road, Marion Road. Could you tell me, what, what is the plan for this? I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that laneway to the park. Under this proposal, what would change with that laneway? Well, to, they're proposing to widen it, which in itself, in a finished job, it would be good. I'm, I won't deny it is good in a finished job, but the potential closing off of it yeah. and the access to the park and to the facilities up there for the sporting organisations. If you were in an athletic meeting, you're talking about... 100 or 200 cars extra yeah. and it would appear at best they're supplying seven extra parking spaces and during development uh, you're talking about 50 or 80 people possibly working in there yeah. where are they going to park yeah. so it is a knock-on effect during it now it might be down the lower scale and covered under planning conditions but nevertheless there's still the lack of consultation at yeah. least would help you in your plans for the coming year for your if you're allowed to be pitch and putt or athletics and just to give people maybe that image in their heads of the scale of it, a lot of people would be familiar with the playground, I think. How is it down as far as the playground? Well, it is bordering it, so yeah. there's the whole, um, probably health and safety, I suppose, or child welfare, so you can can try and bring in all you like into it, but it is an issue, it's going to be an issue for some parents of kids down there, you know, so, yeah. and I would, with the council being involved, as this kind of a silent partner who will have to say what residents yeah. will go into it. So, and I hate to sound scare, Morgan, but that's... That's, that's the reality as you see the reality, That's the reality. And, of course, the local residents, of course, yeah. they, they should be first, at least 
they should have been the decency of consulting with them. Yeah. And speaking of the council, Councillor Michael Smith is here as well with us this morning. Um, Councillor Smith, I know you're, you're probably facing a lot of fire in relation to this, but what's your reaction to it? Were you shocked at the scale of it and, and how it seemed to be kind of slid in under everyone's noses over Christmas? Well, I attended a meeting last Wednesday and I have to say there was a real sense of frustration at that meeting um, because there's a common thread by all your contributions here this morning and that is, I suppose, the lack of communication and the lack of transparency throughout this whole process. And the development um, and the voluntary association, they're fantastic people. And I know when they met three years ago, the plans were so welcome and they were embraced by the people within this town. And I think we have an opportunity here to make this an even better plan for the people because it's such a sensitive site, it's in the town centre, it's vacant and it needs development and we all welcome that development. But these people now feel that they have to put in a submission to Tipperary County Council to have their views and their expressions when this should have been done at an earlier stage. And I, I remember when Lyons Trust in Turles when they were developing uh, the Stanick House, when they were developing the Monastery Close those developments were all brought to the local councillors. We were able to answer questions and last Wednesday night there was questions posed to myself and Councillor Eddie Moore and we didn't, we didn't have the answers unfortunately. But you know, we all want to support the community. This is a very tight-knit community. We all want to work together to ensure that this is a development that we're proud of. We'll only get one chance at this. We have to get it right. For everybody that uses it, whether it be the athletic club, the GA, people who want to take a walk, take the family out. It's important that we get this right and if we don't they will, for years to come we will regret it. Are you frustrated that you weren't included and yourself and Eddie Moore weren't included in the consultation about this? Well I think any time that you go and you meet the public and it was a very open meeting and questions were asked of us, we just felt that we didn't have the answers and when we, when we were representing the people and when we were asked those questions you know I think it would have been more helpful because the people on the committee, and they're good friends of mine, they are trying to get the best for the town. But in the absence of, of that communication, in the absence of transparency, you are going to have people who are going to ask very genuine questions like you have got here this morning. So it's in the planning stage now. What's going to happen is, and I know there's a number of observations that have already been submitted to Tipperary County Council, and I have no doubt there will be more. But it's up to Tipperary County Council and the planning officials to get this right, to ensure that the centre of the town is protected and that it can only grow and enhance, because that's what we all want. Can you tell us what is the, the protocol then for that? Is there a certain number of submissions or objections that have to be received, or how does that process work? Well, as of today, um, people are allowed to put in submissions. The closing date is today. So it... it, it really doesn't matter, I suppose, the volume of them. It is more so the, the, the quality and, and, you know, like has been expressed today in relation to Pickford Lane, in relation to light, and I suppose in relation to the overall plan that was brought three years ago and the changes that have been made. They all need to be articulated, to be wrote down, and for planners then to look at it. And I have no doubt Tipperary County Council will forensically go through this plan to ensure that all those submissions are looked at thoroughly and that everybody is protected. And I would assume, and I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but should planning be granted, it would then maybe be subject to an on-board review. So this could be 
a very long process. Well, listen, Alia, you're, no, you're, you're very welcome here to have more today, but I don't think we want to go down that road. I think we want to take, you know, like the community, let's work together and take this step by step. It's yeah. going through the planning process. We have to allow that. Now, there wasn't the opportunity for, for more consultation. I've said that's regrettable, but we have to work together now to ensure that the submissions go in and that all these views are articulated, that are put down on paper, sent into Tipperary County Council, and hopefully the next time you come to Tipperary, we'll have uh, a, a better result, maybe. Yeah. No, thank you. And I appreciate you coming down because I know it's not easy and you're getting a lot of questions. I might just go around. There are people here who didn't say they might talk, but I might just grab a few. What's your own name? Peter Kennedy. And Peter, how do you feel about this proposed development? I live in there in the park and I would be concerned in relation to how long this project would continue. Uh, it would affect the town in a big way, the movements of all the sports facilities that are in the park. Yeah. And this, this could go on for a long length of time. So it's the construction of it you'd be concerned about? I would, yes. The construction, yeah. I would, considering that, okay, I'm the man in Templemore that's off the land uh, to the OPW. We have the OPW in town for the past six years and still no sign of them going away. And nobody rose a flag nor nothing. Templemore has lost so much. It's great to see the people come out here and take their town, take the interest in the town with a major project like that going to happen. Yeah. And we've lost two banks we lost the swimming pool. We're petitioning outside the garage barracks to swim. We lost our swimming pool. Would you feel like you'd be losing with this development? Sorry? Do you feel like you'd be losing with this development? Well, I would think that it may, it may not enhance the park. Yeah. That's where it'd be for and that's where it could suffer. Yes. Um, I might run around again. I know Breda uh, is living next door. Breda. Breda, would you have a quick word just about how this will affect you? I know we spoke to your daughter, Kathleen. Prefer not to. Well, are you very crossovers? Very annoyed. Very annoyed that it's going to interfere with my lane, my right of way, my privacy. That I've been there over 60 years. The family's been there over 100 years. We've been in and out. As you can see, you can't get a car in there and a pedestrian. In Pigfoot no Lane? In Pigfoot Lane. Yeah. No way. And for some behind her back, and I am very annoyed, yes. I understand. Now, just to, to finish up, I might go uh, with Seamus again. Oh, sorry, we're going. Is it Dave? Dave, give us your views on it. What's your take on it? Well, look, I suppose everyone has covered pretty much everything. And I'm, you know, it's, it's a monstrosity of a, of a, of a plan. Um, the original plan, everyone was behind for the bungalows. The Templemore Voluntary uh, Housing Organization was set up solely for the elderly and disabled people. So there, I, if someone can answer the question, how is a three-story building acceptable for the disabled and elderly community? And I'm sure that they would say that that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to get a lot of accommodation into the centre of Temple Mord, which would benefit older people in the community and benefit the town centre. True, but how is, say, someone in, in a wheelchair, someone in their 80s and 90s, there's one lift in the building if... Then the, like they don't want to be going in and out of, of a lift all day long. If the lift is broken, they can't use the stairs. So yeah. it's not it's not suitable at all. Bungalows, absolutely, everyone's for that. But like a three-story in the centre of town, it's just it's not it's not acceptable. Yeah. And that thanks, Dave. And that seems to be at the core of a lot of people's frustration is the scale, the sheer scale and size of this development. So, Seamus, to finish where it all began, then with yourself. What's next? I know deadline for submissions is this Friday, I believe. Yeah, it's the third of the second. Um, so, yeah, it is getting coming close to the end of the week. Um, so, look, at, the key here is, is to get as many submissions as we can get into the council as possible. Just just to shake this, just to make them aware that, you know, like there's, there's, there's a lot of people in the community that, um, you know, fully support the idea behind this. But they're just very cautious about putting, you know, three stories and two stories up a park lane. 
um, and how that's going to affect, you know, our, our, you know, our park that was gifted to us, you know, our park lane that was gifted to us. Like everybody in Templemore owns the park. Everybody in Templemore owns the park lane. We all have a fair share in it. It's ours. It's it's the people's. Yeah. Do you know? So I said, you know, like a lot of people are kind of a bit upset that we have, we now have, um, uh, you know, people who are trying to push the town up into the park. Do you know? I, I, yeah. And what, what's, you know, where's that going to lead to after that? Another couple of years time again. Like to be fair about it, it's the park that we need to be focused on here. You know, like we need to make, make the park, you know, nicer and be like it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful as is. Like, but it should be given more free land, more free space. Do you know? Instead of taking it away, taking it away, taking it away. Because you know, if you, you know, if we start marching houses up along the park lane, they're going to be marched somewhere else. After that, they're going to be marched somewhere else. Like, you know what I mean? You know, and slowly but surely, the town will just become over dominated. Like, you know what I mean? You know, when we can all sit down and talk and you know make it work for everybody and, and i think that's at the heart of it all is just communication and transparency so fran that's where i leave it today here in the square in Templemore. you've heard the concerns in a story that i'm sure will rumble on i'm sure it will indeed ali thanks very much indeed for that and thanks to uh, everybody who turned up to chat to Ali this morning in uh, Templemore. Now, just to point out that last week we did receive a statement from the Templemore Voluntary Housing Association and in that statement they made the point that like many building projects, the plan has evolved from its inception and in response to various criteria, including the requirements of state authorities who fund our building work and who have very strict guidelines on the densities required. Without the funding provided by such authorities, the project proposed even where planning permission to be granted will not be possible. Now, they went on to say in the statement, what has not changed is the commitment of Templemore Voluntary Housing Association. And they also tell us that the board of the Housing Association uh, believe the planning application process is the proper form where detailed plans submitted can be viewed, concerns and observations made and objections lodged if desired. All this will be independently adjudicated by the planning authority. Now, they're making the way that while the process is underway, they believe that it would not be helpful to engage in public meetings at this time. But they have agreed to a public meeting at a later date. So that's a statement we received on the 24th. But I said I would just bring the essence of that to you once again following that report from Templemore this morning. 1800-938-007 the text and whatsapp 083-311-3311 Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry in association with Slattery's of Pecan Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer Slattery's Garage Pecan the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County Slattery's Garage.ie